celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Tall Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Kia ora and welcome to Tall Poppy Talk. Today we have Sazafraz. She is one of the kindest, most interesting people my path has crossed over with. She lives in a world full of creativity and action, full with fascinating people and places. Having begun her vocation by studying and working to gain hands-on knowledge, her momentum continues to accelerate with experiences involving your traditional TV and film to music videos and some of those Kiwi classics like Dancing with the Stars and John Owen Ben. With a beaming smile and an inevitably exciting long career before her, it's really a pleasure to welcome you, Sazer Fraz, to Tall Poppy Talk. So where and how are you today? Oh, wow. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're made to do this. Like, this is number one. Like, wow, I'm blown away. Thank you so much. What an intro. Um, yeah, so I'm <laughs> right now I'm in Auckland, New Zealand, and I've been here for the past four years. And at the moment I'm feeling pretty tired, but not maxed out. I, you know, with the experience that I've had in terms of knowing how much I can push myself, I'm at a relatively good level right now. Um, given that I'm not working every day, I've got a couple days here and there, which I really actually enjoy because you get a bit of time to do what you want to do and live live how you want to. Whereas usually um, I'd be feeling pretty tired, you know, we'd be waking up really early, but I'm happy. I'm positive. Yeah. I love to hear that. And like I said in the intro, you just are like a hype queen. That's like <laughs> the energy you bring. And I just tell this whole time we're just going to be smiling and it's that positive energy and seriously so for those listening Sazafraz and I crossed paths back in like 2017 and I like I said to you you're one of those people that you're like I see something going there and I've just kept kind of track of you throughout the years and then finally it was like oh I just need to talk to her for my own self because you're in an industry and doing things that I think are really inspiring I'm like I'd love to be more involved or to know about it so I'm like it's like get her on the pod um and (laughs) I'm excited to tell you everything everything that I can tell you all the exciting parts and like there's so much more to it I think then you know you there's the romantic romanticized side of film and what we do but then there's also like the technical aspect and and the build and where you're going in the story it's it's like a big culmination of all these different epic things yeah Yes. And okay. So I sent you some questions. I was like, before we get into all that, let's like scroll back a bit. How would your friends and family define you? That's okay. When you sent me these questions, I was sitting here and I was like, oh shit. Like, (laughs) obviously a few things that come to mind. Um, Joyful. I've been told I'm quite a joyful person very outgoing I love talking to people I'm very interested in people and I think that kind of makes me have that approachable presence as well um I think at times I can be a bit over the top as well people go you need to you need to chill out you're a bit weird you're a bit wacky so but I definitely hold that close to my heart in terms of you know that's what makes me different 
and enables me to to have that this wacky personality which I don't know I feel actually because I'm so loud and you know with, with who I am that it's it becomes more of a again an approachable way for people to be like oh I can see that she's doing that so I feel comfortable in myself if I hold those traits too which I which I really love um and again friends and family both very different dynamics I think my family see me um when I'm tired when I come home and I need space for myself and so they see that like irritated like tired side that I don't necessarily show to my friends all the time um and yeah so my friends again joyful <laughs> excitable bit crazy been told that many times but I I'm very like again I think that describe me as inquisitive as well I'm so interested in what's going on and again in other people and I, I'm really thankful that you know I have all these cool creative people in my life that I can kind of look at and and learn and learn everything from as well yeah oh I love that and I like thank you for sharing the part where yeah I think most people can relate that our family gets the tired they get the unfiltered and to you know people's family looks like different things but definitely it's those people that you're like I actually don't need to put up this front and you are someone who as we said so joyous and joyful and it's like to run at that energy level all the time Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to like just have that place where you go and you can just fully strip back so it's great that you have that with your family and I'm sure there's those few friends who see that as well and they can really probably tell like oh are you tired <laughs> like are you yes yeah, yeah exactly it's like almost inhuman I think to be like that all the time and it's almost there if I don't know someone too well or anything you people have heard about you and they have a idea of who they think sassafras is and I'm sure you have this as well and in a way I almost feel I need to like maintain that image or that perception they have of me so I'm there they're not then questioning me and being like why is she so why is she so sad or why is she so like she's not so 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 shy because I am like that I think to my my closest friends um yeah which is weird to think about but otherwise I'm just like yeah (laughs) no totally and I think that's yeah that's that's cool and I like that we've started this way and that's why I asked that question too is because it makes you have to like take a little step back and broaden the perspective Mm -hmm. and be like yeah how would those around me define me and then I want to dive into just what is your career like what do you do what's that career path been because I couldn't even there's so many parts that I was like I can't think of one word so what has your career path been? Honestly, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing in film, I think, is you're kind of just making it up as you go along and you really have to trust in your gut if you really like something and if you feel like you're emotionally and your energy is tied to it. That sounds freaky, but that's kind of the way that I read things and for me where I am now and from where I started is so completely different but I've had to kind of you know and I'm I'm you know we're 24 so very at the very early stages of our careers but even to get to where we are now where you know you know it's you have to 
go through this maze of like defining what you enjoy and yeah finding out about what you really want um so yeah what I do now I think my term would be I'm a loader or a second AC um that's the classic film term and this might be is it jargon it's because I don't want to like in film there is just so much jargon and it's so confusing like when you first enter you're like what the heck is going on so if you need me to define I can 100% (laughs) yeah that I mean I can't I kind of get it but yeah if someone doesn't know film jargon at all if you're on like a set where can they find you uh you can find me behind the camera building the camera assisting in making sure that the camera is happy that the team is happy as well um yeah it's it's quite a technical job from what I initially thought I was getting into but because of that I really enjoy it now in a weird way um I feel like I've kind of I'm doing a full circle of I know where I want to head and I have you know career goals and I think to get there where I am now, I'm in a really good position to set myself up and understanding the technicali- technicalities of what is needed to be good and not be good. That's horrible, you know, to succeed. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, and where I want to go and be. Yeah. And how do you, so you go to uni for that. What did you study? Well, I didn't really need to, I think biggest advice word on the street didn't hear it from me but you might have if you want to get into the film industry anywhere I would advise that maybe you do like a a short one-year course or just talk to people that you know in the industry and try and get your foot in the door by going and working as a trainee in the department that you want to be in because having that the skillship of being an apprentice on set is invaluable, I think, compared to a degree. You don't need a degree of any form in any way. You need people skills and you need to be, you need to have a love for what you're doing. Um, that's what I'd recommend. Yeah. That's- so degree, but yeah. So when I did my degree, I thought it, I wanted to be like a news presenter. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason for doing that. But along that path, I found my love for video editing and I wanted to become um, an editor. And a, I used to love like Maya Cad and all that sort of like 3D sculpting, um, graphic, I guess like animation was kind of where I saw myself at the end of university heading. But I just never managed to pick up a job in that realm. So yeah, and I love photography and I always have, but I never thought I'd be able to make money out of being involved in something like a camera or you know the process of that camera system and the way that it's built and it works and I did organically somehow end up there (laughs) yes and that reminds me um a prior guest I had Martin Toomey and he works in like the winter games and he said and it's kind of what you've said there where he's like I want to be in this environment high performance sport and then he's like I'm not going to be the sports person in particular always like there's more longevity if I'm on the sports science side and then he got into the admin side and now he's got this huge long career and it's still going of I don't know what I want to do but this is where I want it to be so even the things that you maybe initially did at the start of uni who knows like in three four ten years you're like oh my gosh that's actually really handy because the landscape is evolving so rapidly 
there's things that we didn't even know when we started uni that are here like chat GPT or these crazy things so it's like we literally don't know when things we've learned from our experiences are going to benefit us later so I appreciate that you say you don't need to go and get a degree but also you don't regret like you've had great experiences there and I think uh I, I love hearing that and as we're early in our careers as you say like I've realized I really want to be in this space of like podcasting I love radio but I came to the states to row did like poli side yeah, that's you- right I remember that you were with um was it Rutgers how do you Rutgers. pronounce it yeah yeah it's yeah. like Rutgers. Rutgers yeah so I came to do that and I was like I never would have thought that when I left high school, when I was at AUT, that was not the plan. And then have have evolved there. And now I'm like, oh, I really want to get into radio podcast stuff. How do I do it? And that's honestly why I started this was I was like, well, I want to get involved. I want it to be something that is so like self-fulfilling that even if no one listens, I get to have conversations with people that I admire, like with you and if people listen, it's a great bonus and I love that, but it's not the reason behind it. And with every episode, I learn more and I get to talk to people and like, I'll leave this conversation. And when I'll listen back to edit it, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's its own, like not even like therapy session, but it's my own reflective time. Seriously. It is. It really is in a way. (laughs) yep even like I can imagine for you when I seen the questions over um and you didn't have a lot of time to think about them but you're like oh yeah what has my career path been and like you have to think about it I wrote down so much and like having that like genuine self-reflection of like I went here I went there I did that and you're like wow I am such a resilient human for like along that way being told so many times you can't do this you don't you're not good at that you know but being able to take that feedback and going maybe I'm not that good at that and then reflecting on it and then moving in that other direction and then you know finding out you're better at this and you're moving in that direction and you just keep going and going and going until yeah you find out that maybe I'm okay here we'll stay here and give this a go (laughs) yes and that actually is the question I ask everyone and tall poppy talk like how would you define tall poppy syndrome and I want to note before you answer is like it doesn't need to be this negative thing it's whatever you want it to be um how would you define tall poppy syndrome that's a it's a good question I what did I write down yeah I think for me I guess in addressing the film industry it's because the film industry in New Zealand particularly is so tiny. It's just like being shy of achievements and a shy of the skills and capability that you have um, and not backing yourself when you could be like just being like ever present. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to be as good as that person or just, just constant doubt. And then when someone who is incredible and is impeccable at what they do rises to the top, hearing people around you criticize or talk about that in a way. Not that I've seen a ton of that, but it's always difficult in terms of film when you move up a rung into, like you move up a step. Um, you know, I guess it's the same as in the, oh, the, the what is it called when people have a normal job? 
Oh, really? What? <laughs> like a corporate job and the corporate yes. letter. Uh, yes, the corporate letter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like having to prove yourself at every level. Um, yeah. and being able to do that in an industry that has been in the past like male dominated, um, and being a female in that sort of arena. Not saying that, yeah, it's so PC. I don't, I'm always really scared about talking about oh, I'm a woman, you know, like pity, pity, pity. It's not like that. It's in yourself having, you know, the tall poppy syndrome of like, I can't, I can't do this or I can't do that. Having something that's holding you back, that voice in your head, that is what it is for me. Um, and obviously it's completely different for everyone else, but that's how I have, have felt about it. And then seeing that you don't, the way that I'm, what I'm trying to say is that if you are too outspoken and, and, you know, you think you're good and you're not, um, hearing people criticize others, you'll, I, my thought process, oh, they're going to criticize me. They're going to think that. I'm not good and then because again such a small industry in New Zealand everyone is going to know so you have to be quite clever with how you approach situations and who you're talking to and working relationships because it is so small <laughs> I can imagine and even yeah as you're saying like you it's not that it's not um it's a cautiousness I can imagine yeah. for you because if you do advocate, and a lot of that, right, is like the tall poppy, as you've so well put, is of ourselves, where we're like, oh, I don't like even want to put my hand up for something to climb that rung until I'm so confident that I am the one who should be doing it. Because what if I put my hand up and then they're like, no, like what? You're like, oh, just kidding. I didn't mean that. Like we prevent it to ourselves. Whereas maybe you put your hand up and they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, you're you're so ready let's try this I don't know I is that kind of am I reading that right when you're saying it's more of this internal thing that we're it is we're nervous yeah yeah which makes it difficult because you're never going to be ready for the for what's coming up next that's the whole point of it you need to put yourself in situations that you cannot do to your best ability because that's how you learn um so it's really a catch-22 is what I'm finding out it's like how gathering all the experience that you have so when you do go into one of those difficult situations, you can act to the best of your ability and you may completely miss the point, you know, you may go way under, but at least, you know, at the end of the day, you've given it your all and you haven't doubted yourself within it and haven't let other people's opinions doubt how you've, you know, taken on the situation. Yeah, I think yeah. that's to me what what tall poppy syndrome is and like seeing it at work as well because there are so many different cultures at work you know when I so when I, I've obviously graduated university I kind of had my foot in the door with tv and I listened to your podcast with Sam Smith and I worked with him on dancing and he is the most epic human amazing amazing guy like again like he'd come up to you and just be like hey Seth, how you going and to have like that connection of not someone you know recognizing you and knowing your name is just beyond yeah believable I was like oh, wow he knows me <laughs> it's <is> insane <laughs> fangirl moment um so yeah started off in tv with dancing and went to Jono and Ben and then from there like I heard about this thing called drama and it sounded really epic and I was like I want to work on big feature films like why 
I don't, you know, like I really want to work hard to somehow, I have no idea how, how to get there. Um, and in the end, I was really lucky and got offered a role on Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power um, with Amazon and the behind the scenes team of all places. Really like funny. I'm going off a tangent now. As you should. Go, be <laughs> free. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is great. So I, so one of the experiences when I first got the job, I went in for the interview and they were like, oh, we've got the day booked. You're going to have to come in at seven in the morning. And I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'm coming in. I want this so bad. Like I was, I will come in at 5.45. I know you probably don't want to, but I'm coming in. I'm I gonna, will be we're there. Gonna interview. We're going to have a chat. So, you know me, I get there. They pick me up in a golf cart. Um, one of the people who I was initially, well, both of them who I've worked for um, are now like good friends and I really look up to them amazing at their jobs um she picked me up and we were like wearing matching puffer jackets almost and I was like oh this is this is good we're looking good the vibes are on <laughs> such like a gen z whatever generation whatever I'm in. um had a great interview and then I got a call back like midday saying like well, yeah we want you when are you free and just to have that experience of something that you've wanted for so long of me wanting to work in drama no idea about getting there um, and then just being able to talk to people and, and getting my foot in the door into that world was phenomenal. So started off as a runner, which is someone who like drives around for the production team and picks up things they need around Auckland. So, you know, the, the DOP, the director of photography is after a lens kit from this lens house in Auckland, you need to go pick it up. And that would be, for me, the most interesting pickups if I got to go to a camera house. And I'd walk in there and I'd be really nervous. I'm like, hi, I'm Sassafras. I really want to be in camera. <laughs> and with time, they obviously got to know my name. And that was really cool to start like seeing this world that I didn't actually know existed and become almost par like paralyzed by it. Because I was like, I just any like any time I just wanted that and to go and work in there and then again dropping off the lenses to the DOP and saying hey like do you need to help with this do you need any hands to let's sort this out and then trying to like wiggle my way in there and I got along really well with the American DOP his name was JP Leeper and um he's epic was my first mentor and then he was like hey do you want to come and jump into the camera team so after yeah after about four months working as a runner i was so lucky that he took a chance on me and then from there you know because I wouldn't be on set um, and when I was with him we'd always obviously work on set and with time I got to talking to all the different camera teams and units and I had no idea I had like zero knowledge of how this whole drama camera thing works but I, I just knew like I my core I was like I, I know I want and I will be good and I will work my ass off to be if I am not <laughs> Um, so I started talking to everyone on set that I knew and I was so nervous. Like I have this nervous thing that I do is I pick away my, my nails. <laughs> they were gone. <laughs> I was so nervous because I just wanted to do so well. After getting to know the teams on set, they would ask me to work for days, like just days here in the effort then. So I started working on second unit and I was meeting all these people who were amazing at their jobs, you know, phenomenal, so confident. I was getting their coffees you know, changing the batteries on the cameras, being able to be close and personal with a camera on set, being on this massive set, you know, Lord of the Rings, just 
insane in terms of volume of people, vol- you know, volume of technical gear and the quality of it as well. Like everyone there is there and has their specific purpose of what they're doing. And yeah, insane, mind blowing, freaked me out. <laughs> And then eventually ended up working on the main unit of that and then working on the additional. So every camera unit on Rings of Power, I was on just by like getting to know people and talking and for them taking a chance on me, which I'm so, so thankful for. Um, And then again, so rounding this back to like cultural perspectives, working with like an American DOP who was so lovely like, but poor poppy syndrome, I feel, doesn't affect the American culture. They are so confident, but lovely in the way that they know how to address a, com- a, a situation with ease and confidence. And to see that and have a mentor, you know, doing that and learning from it, you know, amazing. I couldn't ask for anything more. And then seeing big DOPs on set, you know, the way that it works is like you do a build and they, the DOP will come in and line up a shot with a viewfinder and go, oh, I want a 35 mil nice and low down here and this, and then he'll go and do his lighting and it's a whole whole process. But seeing someone at that level, international level, be able to come in and have, you know, all these people around him, you know, like 50 people just watching him, everyone's dead silent. We're listening exactly to what he wants. He's confident in himself and to have that as like, uh, you just, you know, I'd look at them and be like, I want to do that, that, and have that confidence, have that ease, and just be capable and know what they're doing and make something amazing and beautiful. Wow. <laughs> that sounds unbelievable. Two questions. First one, quickly. Mm-hmm. So your performance as a runner, like your whole experience with the Rings of Power, how mm-hmm. long was that, like, from kind of start to wrap? It was like a year and a half, a bit over, yeah, a bit longer. That's awesome because I'm like, it's all, it's so much better that you started as a runner and you're you're giving everyone, you're getting to go to different places because yeah, you're the one they're sending. And then it sounds like the fact that you got to be involved with every part of it. Like if you'd started in, like you said, second unit, you wouldn't have had those conversations, you're you wouldn't have been able to see the things that you saw. So I'm just oh, phenomenal and so epic that you got to be in that environment and see all those people and like that confidence you talked about knowing like they started at some point where you were and to yeah. see that role modeling, like, oh, that must've been huge confidence booster of like, this is where I want to be. And I don't know how I'm, how long no it takes or whatever, but I'm just happy to be in that environment. That's awesome. It's like you walk on to a set and it is so intimidating. Like I, now, you know, I'm used to it, but when you, that first year of being on set and, you know, it's very, you need to be tactical about who who you talk to for certain things. And, and everyone, like I say, has their one specific job. And if you talk to the wrong person, you're not going to get it as fast as you would if you talk to someone else. And just like, obviously I don't know, I've been here for a second, but like, developing that knowledge and having that now and looking back to where I was I'm like oh, little sass like <laughs> so suppressed like you didn't know the knowing oh like you nothing I still know nothing um Do you but, yeah though like some sense of not just naivety but such a 
openness to wanting to know more. Like I think some of the people, even with the podcast that I've reached out to, it's because I don't know that maybe I shouldn't. I just am like so eager to talk to people and like you were just wanted to be there that those you don't know what you should be nervous about because you just don't know what like where you're supposed to be well you just for me it's like a baseline nervous like you would I was the first day I worked on second unit I remember I got there 40 minutes earlier the truck was closed because we operate out of trucks so everyone every department has their specific truck couldn't find the truck I was like oh my gosh ran out of time looking for it I was just walking around for 30 minutes because I was so so nervous and then this guy turns up and um who's one of my really good friends now and he goes you're not eating breakfast and I was like oh no 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 I'm just not hungry in the mornings and he has told this story back to me and he was like sass you were so nervous and it was so obvious and I was like oh really <laughs> I you thought you were whole- cool I thought it was so cool. I was like, I'm trying like not to freak out. I didn't know like anything. I didn't know the systems. I didn't know what was needed of me. They were like, come in and be a camera training. I was like, yes, 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 I will do that. But at that time, I had no idea what I needed to do that day to make their life easier. Um, I don't even know what I did. I probably did the completely wrong thing of what I needed to do. I don't know why they wanted me back, <laughs> to be honest. I do. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And that's um my you know, my next question is this could be a little tricky, but what is the favorite part? Like what's your favorite part of your work and the environments you're in? Yeah, that was a hard yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So right now and where I am with my job, um, I really like the tiny minute minute details of it and it's not something that I thought I'd fall in love with because I'm such like a gun-ho person of just getting in there and getting it done but yeah something that I wrote down earlier was like understanding each different build of the camera and the certain way that it is for what the DOP needs like you're always contributing to a bigger picture I like that idea I like seeing what we make on the screen every take that we do and seeing the little minute details that change with what's needed. Um, I like the efficiency of how things are run and like the organization of the build and the team. And for me, like the camera, for me, my life as a camera, like it's just about building cameras and making the operator and the first AC as comfortable as they can be. Um, I, I don't know. It's so weird. I never thought of myself as a person who, would enjoy that but I really do in a weird way of knowing oh we're going to go to a handheld mode now we need handles we need you know we need the eyepiece you know blah blah blah. to have that nice tidy process in my mind it's really relaxing and and exciting because you know tiny things can change as well or they want to go under slung which is like holding down here right top handle goes on like all this stuff changes money goes on um and to know that you're the person helping them and do, doing that build for them, making sure it's balanced, making sure that they like how it feels. And it's so rewarding in a way, in a sense, to think, oh, I'm, I'm helping this person achieve their creative goal and makes me excited because I know that when one day I'm doing that, you know, it's going to be so lovely to be engaged in that process of actually being able to make, be even closer to that final product. Um, of what what is going on screen 
oh you can hear the passion eh? like you're talking about that and it's just like you know the minute details like and oh that's something I think I hope you and I sounds like you can appreciate how exciting that is like a lot of people would envy this passion that you have and that's why I love talking to you and sharing that because you did not know that this was that was going to be like what lights your fire and you've just followed this path and I'm excited too I keep saying that word but what next is going to invoke as much passion because you've landed here and every time you work on a new project or a new film or you meet a new person who might be like yeah Sassafras do you want to come see I don't know whatever this next thing is and you get there and you're like oh shit this is even cooler like that's really cool the curiosity that you have has taken you into each one and is that something like the second part of that question is the environments the environment you're in with Mm film it what if it's film at the moment but just kind of like the arts and entertain not even entertainment it's like yeah it's just like what word can you call the industry is entertainment like an appropriate word I think so well we're, we're making things to you know make entertain people and to captivate an audience and take them on this you know this journey of emotion and and happiness and sadness and you know, via an image, a moving image. It's so odd to think about in that way. <laughs> if you really break it down, you know, what yeah. film is. It's an and emotive language. or What did they call it at university? There was a French word. Mise-en-scene, I think, is... That could the, be, the I, cre- I left. Yeah, it's okay. You didn't need to stay. Look at you now. <laughs> um, yeah, the mise-en-scene of an image and... I'm totally butchering that, but the way that that image makes you feel. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think too, like now you mentioned before, like a full circle thing that I find is I'm like, well, the stuff that's really piquing my interest piqued my interest clearly when I began at AUT, but I know that more now because I went the rowing route and I've come to the States and I've experienced that and I've loved it fully and now I'm returning back to this drive that I feel like hearing you talk about it I'm like oh yes like I've always felt that for radio like the ZDM like Fletch Vaughan and Hayley I listen to their podcast I listen every single day like I'm constantly listening I'm like I've just always been fascinated by radio and that's something like hearing you talk about contributing to that final image and being a part of like a team and I know like you're a sports person but you've always been like through school it's the team and Kim Crossman I had her the a couple weeks ago she's coming out this next app she talks about yeah how she pulls some things from like team sport environment because you're all working together to create that um and so I think that that's something about the environment that draws parallels between the sports people I talk to, the entertainer, anyone in some capacity is working in a team. It's just not that traditional sports like uh, metaphor we always think it is, but it is like you're a part of this huge team on every set that you're in. That's so cool. And it's, it's so challenging as well because you're, 
constantly placed in a high pressure environment and you may be maybe the middle of the night and you may be on the hillside uh, of a farm and it's pouring down with rain like for example oh I don't know I don't know how much I can say I'll just say in the past (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like I remember one job um from a couple couple months more than a couple months ago because um I remember for example, I remember um, there was this one job we were shooting in the middle of the night and, you know, it's 1.30 a.m. and this rain is relentless. It's just pouring down. And the DOP and, and the AD on set are just like, right, we need to get this shot and we're lining things up. And then it's my job to cover the camera up, make sure it's clean, make sure the the filters, the lenses, everything is no water is going on there. You know, that's me and the first AC's job to constantly be checking and, and doing. And um, every take uh, would have to clean down the camera. And then at the same time, you've got all these other different jobs and mul- you're multitasking all the time. So having a love, sorry, what was your question? No, no, I think, no, you're good. We, I think I was talking about like the team environment and you were talking about like high high pressure situations. Yeah. 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 So I know they're like Kim Cross. Oh my God. The caliber of people you have on here. Insane. (laughs) To think that I'm like, whoa, you're there. (laughs) They're too tall poppying yourself right now. You're like, oh no. Whereas you are because like no hesitation for me I was like oh my gosh like messaging you I was like is she gonna say yes like totally fine if you didn't is she gonna say yes and you did I was like yes like there's people who like Kim is epic and she's more established in her career but she's amazing yeah and so high energy all these things that parallels with you yeah it's funny because you talk popping yourself a little bit there and I, but, but, you know like you look up to people like Kim and and Sam and you think again it's like well, one of the DOPs on set you're like I want to be like that one day I want to have that presence that you know the way that you carry yourself through all these situations I, I, I look up to that so much and I really want to embody that and right now obviously being 24 and not having that knowledge and that experience to back yourself up it's just you being like to yourself okay I'm gonna go live today and I'm gonna make tons of mistakes but that's okay because I'm gonna learn from them and I will end up being like him and I will end up being like Sam one day it's just right now I I know I'm not at that level but that's okay you know and yeah being resilient in that regard right and, and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that no that the, the resilience and that ability like people who are more established um being generous with their time and that's mm. why I love talking to them and talking to you because we don't often get the opportunity afforded to us to sit down and really ask someone. Like if someone wants to get into film and they're into cameras or they just want to be in this industry that you're in, they might not want to ask you about it because they are nervous or they don't have the time mm. or they don't have the opportunity to talk to you. But then through this, what I love is like, there's going to be a good 40, 45 minutes, whatever it is of someone can just chime in and hear you and they can pause it and they can think about it so like Sam and Kim and Jake like anyone who I've had yourself included who have gone hey, of course I'll like give you my time back I, lo- I love to be involved in it I'm so touched every time because I'm like oh they want to like they're willing to give valuable time to talk to me because people want to have these conversations and everything that 
for you I hope you're experiencing because it's same with me every person I interview is like oh I really reflect and then I think about something in a different way and I I I like that because I don't think we often give ourselves that time to like you said self-reflect and maybe appreciate what you've done and how other people would like to hear that and have that conversation because you're so busy thinking about what am I doing next like for you to pause and be like oh yeah I have done some pretty cool things which I hope you I hope you recognize that yes yeah and again like this opportunity has really made me feel that to think yeah where I've been what I'm currently doing right now like I just went over to Aussie recently to try and find some work over there and I've been very privileged in being able to create and make um, connections on set that have enabled me over there to meet some amazing people um so really lucky in that regard to be able to go to a different country and not know anyone or anything and then walk out of that that situation with tons of opportunities um again so yeah just super oh I don't have the words for it just really thankful because again when people give you their time or go out of their way the biggest thing I think is you know them giving you that time it's so precious now yeah. Yes. Oh, I have only one like proper question, and then I do my little sign-off question. Um, what do you think attracts people to the entertainment industry, and what does it offer society? That's kind of two questions. Now that I'm reading it, first part: What do you think attracts people to the entertainment industry? Uh, I think what attracts people to the entertainment industry would be the romanticism, the idea of what we all think it is, what it's portrayed as, as well. You can watch behind the scenes YouTube videos and you, I guess you think you kind of have an idea of of what's going on, but that's, well, for me, like that's the tip of the iceberg of what is actually going on and the processes that are happening every day on that set. Um, Again, you see like the final image of the movie you know like the, the marvel film that's just come out volume three guardian of the galaxy like you're watching it you're like wow that looks like fun you know like it's this it's presented as this exciting adventure um which it is but at the same time the amount of like blood sweat and tears that have gone into making that piece of art exponential and still probably ongoing <laughs> um yeah i think it's the glitz and glamour that initially makes you want to be part of it. But then once you're past that, you know, cause every day, like I, I, I come home and I wash my hands or whatever, like physically, this is just a physical thing. I'm so dirty. Like you've been cabling, you've been picking up. You're, I'm so muddy. Like I'm sweating. I'm carrying around really heavy tripods and cameras and expensive gear that you need to be careful with as well. Once you get, and you realize that that's actually part of what, you want to do oh that's that makes it what you want to do like I know I've signed up for that now and I'm so excited to go to work and think again it rounds back to helping and being part of that bigger picture of I'm gonna lift this tripod over there I'm gonna take this lens over to the first AC and we're gonna put it on the camera together and it's that teamwork to build that shot for the DOP that makes it so rewarding and that's I think what makes you know for me has made me want to stay there and to keep following this path and see if I can you know become that person the the director of photography because you know to and, and having seeing that final image 
is so satisfying and seeing what people create and how they look at light differently and yeah it's it, it, that is what is captivating me at the moment and who knows what's going to happen in 20 years but hopefully I end up there too yeah seriously you know and I believe that you will what the enthusiasm you have it will just build in 20 years like that's will will be in each other's lives hopefully no doubt um like i'm gonna come to america (laughs) yeah you can come stay with me whenever literally like that that's serious um and then to that like that's what okay that's what brings people to the industry people like yourself what do you reckon and not to get too philosophical but what does the entertainment industry offer society I think it offers society the time to relax and to be moved by emotion and a story and also a a source of connection to see yourself represented on screen. And I think it is so important for us to continue to make these works of art to, um, to make people feel included because we live in a society that is so alienated at the moment with, you know, everyone lives in their separate house and they go and do their job and you drive in your own car to work and you work with these people who are your best, for me, they're my best friends. <laughs> I don't know about the corporate world or, you know, I assume everyone gets along really well, but you, you know, having that common sense of an emotion of, oh, I watched that film last night and I cried and it really made me feel that way and then you connect that with another person is like yeah wow it was so sad to see that happen and then that brings up a part of oh I related to that because that also happened in my life and then you're able to communicate and create you know a a really strong connection with that other person so it's like a device to to understand and to you know be be felt and I really like that about cinema and I like the art of it it's so beautiful and it can be yeah it can be so beautiful yeah thank you I can't add anything because you said that all absolutely brilliantly the last question I always ask to sign off um is if you have to have just one meal for the rest of your life (laughs) breakfast lunch and dinner says what's it gonna be I listened to what Sam said to this and he was like I want a buffet yeah I was like um... like so loophole no no (laughs) one food and i'm gonna take the longest to answer this question because it is obviously the most important question it's like the spongebob wait what no i was gonna say you know spongebob it's like five years later it's like yeah Yeah. into that right now Mm -hmm. wait what are you Uh, saying you get food yeah, so we get fed on set. We have a unit team, which make they make coffees and anything, a tea, anything you like. Um, at any time, we can go and grab. Or and we get morning tea, we get afternoon tea, we get lunch. If we shoot over a certain amount of time, we get dinner. So we're really well looked after in terms of, you know, being fed because you're just constantly, like, working. You're not not working. It's like, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Um, so that's a really because when I'm working, I don't have to like. I just take meals home. It's very low key. No one knows, but um, don't tell the producers. 
<laughs> if there's any left over, I'm like, they don't need to go to waste. I'm going to take them home and, and use them and eat them up over the week. So my creativity with food goes out the window. But I, I love poke bowl, um, like sashimi with a nice salad. That sounds very basic. And a good miso soup, I'd eat that every day. Purple rice, pokey pokey takapuna, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm going to sign it off there with that little shout out to them. And I know that there's things you're working on that we can't talk about. You you haven't given me any sneak peek, don't worry. But I'm really excited for you and to see what the next what the next year will bring, let alone the next like 20, 30, 40. So just thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. And um, yeah, I loved it. Thank you. Thank you so much again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To, to meet you and to be here now and to have this conversation, like like you were saying, 20 years time or whenever we meet up again in life and our paths cross then again to talk, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy, I think. And I wish you the best of luck. You're an awesome person and thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube.